What's going on, guys? This is Dexter Johnson, and you are listening to yet another episode of In the Weeds. So, Google I.O., their great big keynote that Google put on to let us know what the future is of the company and all the great services that took place on yesterday, guys. And I'm here to bring you the news. All right, guys, so Google I.O. This year, it was all about AI, artificial intelligence. How can we put this in every nook and cranny of the Google ecosphere? How can we put this in every single app of our ecosystem to really bring everything together? We're collecting a lot of data, so how can we use that data to help our users? So, guys, they started off with Google Assistant, letting us know that it is on 5,000 devices that it can actually work with. So 5,000 integrations. Like I told you guys about a week ago, that means you have different options for controlling your home and using automation. Additionally, by the end of the year, we're looking at up to 30 languages being supported and in 80 countries. And one of the biggest things that they're working towards is to make sure that Google Assistant will be more conversational. So it's going to be able to have a little bit of banter back and forth with you so that you're not constantly saying the trigger phrase over and over. You're like, trigger, do this. Hey, do this. It's just like, no, you can just have a natural conversation back and forth with us. Additionally, stringing multiple actions together, you're going to be able to do that. And now in the app, the Google Assistant app, you're going to be able to have a few more visuals and then in the summertime assistant is coming to google maps and guys i think that is really huge to just be able to shout and say hey do this do this i think that's really 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 cool so additionally one of the things that google they they showed this on stage and people went a little crazy um this was google duplex so essentially duplex gives assistant the ability to make calls and really set up services for the human so okay so let let me give you the example so essentially let's just say i need to get a haircut and i know that my calendar i'm open from 10 to 12 i'm open from 1 to 2 so i asked the assistant to say hey please set up an appointment with this salon call this number and by the way that everything went it sounded like a human so google assistant was talking to the end user they were talking to the salon and they set up an appointment end-to-end full conversational by saying hmm and eh, you know all of those things that really make things more human and more lifelike and you know Google they let us know they said hey guys this is not going to be coming soon but this is something that we're working on and like I said guys because Google does retain and collect so much of our data that's why your the services are free just make that mental note so that you are 100% aware you are the product here because you're not paying for this they're collecting all of our data not selling it and with that being said they're able to draw relationships and they're able to build models and understand how people really use these services so Google duplex is something that will be coming soon but like I said guys on the internet People were losing their minds, especially Apple pundits and some of the more popular analysts such as Renee Ritchie was all up in arms about how Google is saving your data and things of that nature. And it's just like at the end of the day, guys, 
Google does what they do because of the fact that they are able to have all this data on us. They protect our data. They don't sell it. And they don't have to tell us every five minutes that they're devoted to our privacy. Read the privacy statement. However, on the other side, you know, for the Apple fans out there, I use an iPhone, so don't bark up this tree. You have to understand that in order to be able to model, in order to build graphs on data, you actually have to have data. Okay, so let's just put that out there. So, guys, also Google News. Google News is going to be available all over the place to bring a unified news experience to the user. So I know that you guys might remember Play Newsstand where it kind of attempted to do this, but Google News is available as of yesterday. So next up, Android P. So I know that you guys remember having three navigation buttons. You have your home button, you have your back button, you have your recents or overview button. But now they're trying to make everything a lot more simple. So there are three pillars of this release as they noted intelligence simplicity and digital well-being so guys with the simplicity they're making you just have one simple back button right one simple back button and a navigation bar similar but not exactly the same as iphone 10. so i will say that just looking at this beta just looking at this release of android p it does not appear as polished as I've seen it on the iPhone 10. However, the features of it appear much, much better, even though it's not as polished. So let me explain this. Polish just means, hey, this is moving smoothly. This is traversing the operating system in a very smooth and very, very focused manner. Now on the Android P release, it just seems like it might drop a frame here or there and it's not as smooth in terms of its operation but of course that will be worked out over time additionally they're incorporating adaptive battery which they're looking at a 30 percent reduction in cpu wake-ups for apps they're having predictive action so guys i know the beloved app drawer in android is something that people either love they either love it or they hate it but now, with predictive actions, based off of your app usage, you know, you swipe into that app drawer, and let's just say that at 5 o'clock after work, you're always going to go work out. So, therefore, at the top of the app drawer, you might have play music with your favorite workout playlist right there, ready for you to go. And that is what I'm talking about, guys. When they're saying that they're building AI into everything, it is all over the place. Next up, let's talk about this digital well-being. So we're going to be able to deep link into a dashboard so that you can understand exactly how long you're spending in apps. And additionally, you're going to have the opportunity to kind of grayscale your phone at nighttime when you need to wind down. They're introducing Do Not Disturb, but they're bringing it to the next level. So Do Not Disturb has been around for a while, but they're actually introducing a function called Shush, and you just flip the phone over, and therefore, you're silenced, you're dead to the world. And that's a beautiful thing, guys, because with these phones and all of these things at our fingertips at all the times, sometimes you really do need that break. You need to break away. And with Shush and Do Not Disturb, you flip it over, you're good to go. So, guys, it's going to be available on Pixel devices and also available 
on seven other devices from Oppo, OnePlus, Sony, and more. So guys, you have to go check out this list for yourself. And also, kind of going back to maps, visual positioning system. So guys, this is absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, Google Assistant will be coming to Google Maps later on this year, but the visual positioning system. So let's break this down really, really quick. So I know that whenever you're going and looking in Google Maps, you can see a picture of what your destination is going to be. However, when you can hold up your phone and a little animal can guide you based off of your surroundings. So it's using augmented reality to be able to help you just by simply holding up your phone, using your camera, seeing the real world, and it draws the lines and everything for where you need to be able to go. If that is not next level, I don't know what is. That is absolutely phenomenal. And let me break down Waymo really quick. Last but certainly not least. So guys, this is Google's self-driving car project. And you know, they're having an early rider project and people are absolutely loving this. Um, Phoenix is going to be the first place, but let's just break down some of the things that this thing has done already. Six million miles, guys. Six million, six million miles have been driven on public roads and model data helps spot bad drivers. So, you know, when we're talking about cars and being just deathly afraid of AI, with all of the data that they're collecting on the rides that they're going on since they have, they've driven six million miles, I'm sure they've seen a bad driver here or there. So with that being said, they're able to pick out a bad driver. So for in the example that they showed, it was actually the self-driving car approaching an, an intersection. There was a Toyota Corolla speeding across the intersection. The, the car slowed down because they recognized, hey, this is something different people usually actually stop at stoplights and I'm able to go. So with that being said, with all the model data, they were able to slow down the self-driving car and then they proceeded through the stoplight afterwards. So guys, these are just a few things. Like we have new Google Assistant voices. Um, Gmail can almost create an email for you by using some of the AI built into that. So like I said, everything about Google I.O. for the year of 2018 when it comes to their keynote was all about augmented reality and number one, artificial intelligence. So guys, I certainly hope that you enjoyed this recap. You will find something similar written up on Dex John's PC. So guys, get out there, see what Google has to offer. It's been one of the best keynotes that I've listened to and watched in the past couple of years. So guys, until next time, I'll holler at you.